Hey, true crime friends, guess who's back? It's me. It's Mark. Mark. Hey. <laughs> he thought he could dip out on us last week, going to a wake. Yeah, one week down, but here I am. One week on, <laughs> one week off, one week on, one week off. He's my special host. You know, I thought I'd be here more often, but every other week ain't bad. That's not bad. I'll and keep by it. ain't, I mean isn't, because we don't use ain't. Says who? Isn't. Says who? Says my two and a half year old. Oh, well, that's not fair. Yeah, exactly. He's smarter than us. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> so how's your week been? It's been pretty nice. Pretty nice, nice and short. Nice and short. Nice the weather's and short. Been, the yeah. weather's been Short nice. and warm. I got yeah. some Christmas decorations up. See, I did not. I need to. You know, I feel like December 1st. I know. I, I did a couple early, but that's only because the girls wanted it, so... Now, saying that, though, last weekend when it was negative five, I was listening to Christmas music, <laughs> so I did break my own rules. But I guess you can say after Thanksgiving. So was it Mariah Carey, though? It was not yet. It was Good. whatever was on a local as station. Long, as long as it wasn't make her, her more money. No, we don't. Just keep making her money. I think money. she's good. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Hey, you too. I'm going to make sure this comes out on Thanksgiving, because this is our Thanksgiving episode. Well, and fingers crossed I'll actually see you tomorrow at some point. I mean, yeah. I hope so. You have a lot more Thanksgivings to go to than I do. That's all right. Well, uh, we'll hit one, then hit a second one. So a couple hours apart. We'll see what I mean, works out. Are you going to wear your stretchy pants? Probably. I, I always wear so. my stretchy pants. I was going to say, I hope so. Stretchy jeans. I'm never going back. <laughs> my joggers. Uh-huh. Yogging. I'm, I'm definitely wearing my extra stretchy leggings. The nice thing about tucking in a flannel shirt is you have a lot of room to grow <laughs> throughout the day. I like it. Yeah. So how many do you have to go to total? Just two. Just, Just two? two yeah. I thought you said three. We were going to do breakfast. Oh, okay, um, that's... But then that, that's uh, I guess, I changed. Those plans changed, so... That's okay. Just two. Twelve and, twelve and two. So. Twelve and two. You can yeah, make that work. Exactly. I like it. It's like a late brunch and an early lunch. Is the little man so, going to get a nap in between there, or no we're just going to run on low? Yeah, roll, just roll the, roll the punches <laughs> tomorrow, so... I like it. Problem is, if he naps at noon, he's going to miss the entire first Thanksgiving, which might just happen. But then he's going to decide where he's going to nap. Family's got to understand. Babies need naps. He usually naps from like 1230 to 330. So then do you miss the first one and show up to the second one late or just let him nap in the car? Just let him nap in the car. Just let it roll. Let it roll. I think he'll be uh, a little wound up for taking a nap during Thanksgiving. Need one of the the baby Bjorns, the... The mini meat holders. So <laughs> I'm napping that. I have one. You can borrow I it. I think we have one too. I was going to say, yeah. I thought you guys had one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's too big for that now. So what's your favorite part about Thanksgiving? Uh, all the things we're thankful for. You know, oh, you. You know. You took the Sister-in-laws. <laughs> well, uh, that one's very important. Family. You know. Obviously. Wife. Child. Uh, it is, it is nice, it is nice seeing everyone and catching up. I feel like sometimes with Thanksgiving, it's a little rushed, which is, uh, almost too bad. Especially when you have more than one to go to. one day. Yeah. That's why we limit ours to one. This year I'm going to concentrate on not eating too much right away because then you're just uncomfortable the entire second (laughs) Thanksgiving. So I think I'm going to limit myself to like some turkey and mostly pumpkin pie. I like it. That's really it. We have a special dessert for second Thanksgiving. What is it? 
Um, it came from Landon's work. Oh. It's like a weird Kool-Aid pie thing. I don't know, but it's delicious. How about we don't take it and we just <laughs> eat it right now? I'm going to go get it out of the freezer and we're going to well, eat you it. You should probably have some. <laughs> I'll just have to pick something else up on the way over instead there. Instead of what are you drinking tonight, is what are you, what eating, are you eating that you should be taking tomorrow to Thanksgiving? What are you eating that you should be taking over for Thanksgiving, uh, but Kool-Aid instead you pie. decided nobody else gets it? <laughs> now, uh, Sam's dad had always talked about a grape pie. A grape pie? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's grape, grape salad. salad. Grape the grape salad. salad's awesome. But he yes. also talked about a grape pie. A grape pie. I'm not I sure. I know what that one is. But Sam, instead of making a key lime pie, she made a grapefruit lime pie. Oh, or like I'm instead of key lime, it's grapefruit. Oh, my. I wanted key lime. She made grapefruit. Oh, yeah. Sitting at home on top of the stove, still warm. <laughs> Peace might it go sounds really too. good, though. Yeah. I'm not a grapefruit fan, but a grapefruit pie sounds good. It's just the citrus, same with the lime. Like, yeah. I'm a big key lime fan, though, so I'm a little, a little bummed, too. Yeah. But, you know, hey, I haven't tried the I mean, Kool-Aid pie. Yet. Kool-Aid pie. Is it red Kool-Aid? It's pink. So well, I think it's, like, cherry or strawberry. As long as it's not watermelon. No. I feel like watermelon Kool-Aid. Yeah. No, Landon brought home pieces of it, and I was like, I need this. Yes, please. I need it. Yes, please. And it was going to be a pie just for me, but I was no, like, it's a pie for us. I'll just share it with it's everybody. It's podcast pie. <laughs> it's podcast pie. Yeah. I like it. That's wonderful. <laughs> what, uh, what's, what are you looking forward to? Um, mostly just seeing everybody all together, but also mashed potatoes because I am a potato girl. Are you mashed or a smashed potatoes person? Mashed. Yeah, you know. And I'm sure Oma's going to let me mash them because yeah. that's my thing. You're not mix the skins in too? Um, a little bit. I like to have them mixed in. Landon does not. He's always like, why are you doing that? It's gross. Why would you do that? (laughs) Because when you make mashed potatoes, you can do it how you want. That's right. When you have your own house, you can make your mashed potatoes however you want. This is my house. I'm going to make them how I want. (laughs) We had a friend in college we called Mashed Potatoes Johnson. Mashed Potatoes Johnson. And then when you get drunk, we'd call them Smashed Potatoes Johnson. (laughs) It's perfect. My mom used to call me I, potato I really like butt. Taste. I like that, yeah. But John likes that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a potato butt. What's a potato butt? It's like all the uh, all the memes or whatever of like the dads at Home Depot. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like smack, smacking your wife's bottom like you smack a bag of soil. <laughs> now I've never seen that, but I've definitely walked in and definitely slapped some bags of soil. Now oh, I've yeah. seen that and I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm a dad now. Yep, it's because you know? you're a dad. Exactly. It's like a rite of passage. Christmas, exactly you know, probably going to get some new balances. Maybe well, you be got some, to. There'll be some on sale, maybe Black Friday. Oh, Are you yeah. going out for Black Friday shopping? Um, Maybe for a car. I'm not a Black Friday shopper. But that's... Do they got any sweet deals? I haven't seen any. Did they I've send you like any them. of the go and open the key things? No, I haven't gotten any of those. Oh, no. We got those, those last year, but we didn't get them this year, of course, when we need a gosh dang car. I love those. <laughs> When you're looking at new bins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> We're looking at a new commuter for, for John so I can take over the other yeah, car. I'm thinking about picking up a minivan. Ew. Please don't. Yeah, That or a hearse. I had a minivan. It was great. But you know how many kids you can get into a hearse? You can get a shit ton of kids into as a hearse. As long as you put in like four, six row seating. Yeah. You gotta have seatbelts though. That's fine. Custom. 
Custom I mean, pairs. way back when we didn't have to have the seatbelts. No, you you could have just tossed them all in the back like they were. So some of the best luggage. things I heard of uh, some people that had a hearse around like the Hampshire area <laughs> around thing or uh, around Halloween every year. The prank they would pull is they'd leave the back door part way open and they'd pull out of like a stop sign. The casket would fall out. <laughs> So then a bunch of cars would be out trying to help it out, and the guy would start knocking on it. Everyone would freak out. They'd let him out. He'd help load it back in, and they'd get back in the car and go, you know. I forget That's who had awesome. it, but I, uh... I think you need a hearse. I almost, I almost... I would uh, love to play that game. I almost scored one in high school. I don't know why I didn't, but I should have. But I, I actually saw one today, and uh, I looked at one. Uh, there's one on an auction I was looking at online. Yeah. I think it's like a Lincoln. Like a really nice well, hearse. Yeah. yeah. This is the best hearse I've ever seen. The ones I'm talking about are like the old ones, though. Yeah, yeah. I like the old ones. Well, um, old school pizza. They have hearse too. They have a hearse there. Well, too. that's the uh, Ghostbuster the car Ghostbuster now, right? Ghostbuster car. Yeah. yeah. The ambulance. Lucky dogs. Ah, well, it's never too late. So think about a hearse. There's also think limousine on this auction, so I'll send you another. I've driven. Link. I have driven limousines. I'm not a fan. Yeah, then you need a livery license and. Uh, no, you don't. No? No. I drove my dad's limousine um, for my sister's birthday dinner. Really? Yeah, we went to we went to Texas Roadhouse. Because Super it wasn't exciting. for hire? Is that why? I it? wasn't for hire. So, huh. And I was the only one who could drive and not drink. Interesting. Because you were pregnant? No. Oh, because you actually had self-control? <laughs> no, I wasn't old enough. Oh. <laughs> she know. was old enough. I was not. So oh, not your I younger got to sister's older sister. My older okay. sister. And I had to close the... The shade between us because they were all drinking in the back. So you didn't want to see him. No, I, I couldn't have it open. My yeah. dad told me you can't have that open if we're drinking, and I'm like, yeah. "Well, this is no fun." I'm like, "I have to sit up here and drive. Like this is boring. I don't want to do this again." Driving this day. So I do not want a limousine. No, thank you. I'd be. <laughs> Depends on the gas mileage. I mean, they're not that bad. I think there are some all-wheel drive minivans. I might go with the minivan. Honda Odyssey. I might go with one. It's between the Honda Odyssey and the um, Chrysler Something. Pacifica. Oof. Those were the two that I was looking at before. And then John and I decided all four children aren't going to be around long enough for me to need one. So yeah, Think about all the people you can get in that thing. Uh, hello, Kesha it. and Macklemore I concert. Could you could barf out and the door. In your new minivan. You could barf in my new minivan. Oh, no. <laughs> Then it would be complete. I blame the circle of life complete. Twisted teas and and whatever else we had. <laughs> large concoctions of something. That was. Uh, I'm really glad I had baby wipes because my arm would have been really stinky the rest I'm of the way. I'm really home. glad that I don't remember that drive. <laughs> Thanks again. Conroe got us lost. Thanks again. That was. <laughs> just a good time. Kudos to him for driving. Speaking of, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, well, I'm drinking some churched up coffee. I have the Holiday Trulies, the the Holiday Sangria. It's pretty good. I tasted it. Lie. Tastes pretty nice. But I added my juice stuff to it. It tastes very um, holiday spirited for the holidays. It's spirited. Nice little libation. Nice libations. So, are you ready to get into our Thanksgiving stories? I am. Yeah, I'm looking, right. looking forward to it. Perfect. I'm gonna let you go first. Perfect. 
All right, Mark. I hear you have a very good story for us today. A very interesting one, that's for sure. Interesting. My story today, on paper, <clears throat> is Christopher Gaddis. Sources, mirror.co.uk. Sorry, I almost burped there. <clears throat> that's all right. Just practicing for tomorrow to make room for more turkey. I like it. Uh, in America, at Thanksgiving, loved ones come together to make special memories. Ah, oh, so special. That's exactly what Janet Gaddis planned to do at home or at the home she shared with her husband Christopher in Chester, Virginia. Janet, 58, and Christopher, 59, had been married for a decade. They'd known each other at high school and had reunited years later. When Janet was then a, a mum of two. Oh my God, that sounds like me. Exactly, you're a mum of four. I know, but when John and I got together, then you were a mum of two. I hope we this friends, is. A, we were friends in high school. I hope this story has later, nothing to do. We've been together for eleven years now. I hope this. And is... And when we got together, I had the two boys. A mum of two. A mum of two. And I hope this is nothing to this do. This is with not your how this is going to go. I hope no. not. We're crazy, but we're the same kind. Yeah. Yeah. Not this crazy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's fine. <clears throat> now I'm just thinking. I threw of you this. off. I'm sorry. Now I just see the picture of all of this in my head, and I'm like, and here we go. Now you have a face to all these names. Huh? You know, now every every family has someone. So here we go. <laughs> uh, everyone saw them as a happy couple. Oh, kind of like you guys, but they like, <laughs> like every marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, like every marriage, only they knew what was really going on behind closed doors. Six weeks before thanks or uh, <clears throat> six weeks before Thanksgiving last year, Janice's daughter and her boyfriend came to stay with them. Candace Coons, Coons yeah, Coons, like Kunzi, Coons, thirty, and Andrew Butthorn, <laughs> thirty-six. Are you sure it's not? Boothorn. Oh, Boothorn, not Butthorn. <laughs> yeah, Boothorn. It looks like Butthorn. It could be Butthorn. <laughs> Boothorn. We're both physical therapists who had been living in Oregon, and they decided to relocate to Virginia. Uh, the, the couple were staying with Earth to get us home while they planned their fresh start. There was plenty of room at the sprawling detached home, and Janet adored having them stay. But as the weeks went by, stepdad Christopher had started to become agitated. As you do. Bump, bump, bump. Whenever you live with someone, sometimes, you know. There's always <clears> some sandpapery grating There's going a reason on. that you live with the person you married, and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, the kids will be there, but. Well, and the kids are awesome, but. Yeah. Let's see. Christopher was a youth pastor at the local Grace Lutheran Church. Everyone knew him as a kind-hearted man with a warm laugh and a generous nature. But Christopher wasn't happy about having house guests and thought they'd outstayed their welcome. He never explained why their presence irritated him. He'd always had a good relationship with his stepdaughter. Jeanette, who had worked as an estate agent, was desperately trying to keep the peace. She was an outgoing woman who had a friendly word for everyone, but she knew Christopher had a temper. There had been an altercation <clears throat> with a local man a few years earlier. Charges against Christopher were eventually dismissed, as they had been uh, for well, as they had been for a previous intoxication offense. So Janet was aware he could lose control, and with a house or with a full house, tensions were rising. Ooh, full house. <laughs> Two days before Thanksgiving, 
there was an argument triggered by some accidentally spilled wine. So, forget never crying over spilled wine. Well, it's spilled milk, but spilled wine's worse, yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure it's spilled wine. I think you can cry over spilled wine. I think you can, too. I Depends, think so. Especially if it's on one of those nice white carpeted oh, areas. Or maybe yeah. a, white, a white couch. Or your fur coat. Oh. I hate, hate when I get a wine on my, my fur coat. She was clearly worried about her behavior, but there was no way she could have predicted her <clears throat> husband's next move. Christopher went upstairs and heard them talking about him through an open window. He felt he felt like they were belittling him, belittling him, and his anger grew. So he was spying on them through through a window. Like it was, I hear you guys talking shit. <clears throat> it, was the, it was that or through a camera. I don't know. <laughs> he sent bizarre messages to his wife saying he was scared of her and Candace, and adding that or and adding that they were frightening him. Yeah, no idea. The scene, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Playing some mind games. Jeanette shared uh, the messages with her nephew, saying that her husband was acting oddly, and she didn't want, or and she didn't leave the house. Later, Christopher claimed that they were all threatening him. Uh, he was setting them up because he knew, or what, or was he setting them up because he knew what he was about to do? Question mark. Mm, sounds like it. Close to midnight, Jan- or, uh, Jeanette, Candace, and Andrew were playing a board game in the kitchen, like many families across the country. Christopher calmly went upstairs, picked up his forty five caliber gun, then walked back downstairs to his family as they laughed and chatted together. Wow. <laughs> oh, nothing, Happy- nothing to see here. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> when they saw Christopher at the doorway, he raised his weapon and put his finger on the trigger. That's terrifying. What's up, Creeper? Oh. Sorry, I just had a kid with a skeleton shirt popping over my shoulder. Telling you, the pod dungeon. Right there, man. He just shows up out of nowhere. Is that a ghost? I'm not sure. Ooh. (laughs) Well, I'm not feeling good. (laughs) They saw Christopher at the doorway. He raised the weapon and put his finger on the trigger. I think I already read that. That's okay. Terrified. Candace started... Guys, I'm just going to keep reading this really quick. There's weird whispering happening. Don't mind me. Hey, hey good night. I love you too. <laughs> Terrified, Candace started to video the scene, but undeterred, Christopher started firing his gun. First he, saw, uh, first he shot Jeanette, and she fell to the floor, or fell to the ground, fatally wounded. Then he fired bullets into his hysterical stepdaughter. The phone captured screaming... A desperate moment when Andrew scrambled from behind the kitchen table and started begging Christopher for mercy. I will go out, he cried. I will leave. <clears throat> it's what Christopher wanted, but he wasn't about to stop his killing spree now. In a desperate attempt to escape, Andrew ran through the house and out the front door, but Christopher followed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. He shot his stepdaughter's boyfriend, and he fell down dead outside or dead outside the house in the garden. Neighbors heard gunfire and the house's security alarm went off, which sent a local patrolling officer to the house. When he arrived at the scene, he saw a body on the lawn, and Christopher was sitting on his front porch step. Just just hanging out. Just hanging out, waiting, yep. Oh, he's back. The ghost is back. The ghost is back. <clears throat> the officer made him lay fa- or lie face down on the ground before handcuffing him. Christopher didn't attempt to resist, but informed him two more bodies were inside. 
No, no big deal. Yeah, it's just two more in there. It's not my, you it's know, fine. my wife and her her daughter, but the officer reported to his colleagues over the radio, I have one detained. Be advised, he shot three people. One male subject on the ground. He's got two gunshots to the stomach. We have two females down in the kitchen. As backup rushed to the scene, Christopher claimed he acted after his family had ganged up on him. They're probably all dead, he said. They all just, came after me. <clears throat> they're, they're all just dead. The text message that he had sent uh, to his wife about being quote-unquote scared and begging for them to back off made sense as he had used the false threats to pretend his actions had been forced. They kept threatening me, he said, which was recorded on the officer's body cam. They threatened to kill me, except most of the gunshot wounds were reported in the victim's backs. And Jeez. they were playing a freaking board, board game. game. Yeah, and he was just randomly upside by himself or upstairs by himself, just thinking about this. And then on the porch, just like mm-hmm. rocking on his. They did this chair. to me. Yep, just. Uh, this is all their fault. Christopher was taken. Yeah, right. Christopher was taken into custody and was held on murder charges. The shock of what he had done started to ripple through the community. Christopher was an upstanding member of the church, and he'd slain his whole family on a day known for appreciating your loved ones. Everyone, yeah, everyone was in disbelief, but as investigators examined the victim's phones, they found the videos. There was no no denying what Christopher had done. Uh, in 2018, Christopher pleaded guilty to three counts of first-degree murder. The court heard the arguments over spilled wine and his anger about his wife's daughter and her boyfriend staying had caused problems uh, that had be, or that came to a head on Thanksgiving evening. You think you would just, you know, come down and ask them to leave instead of just bottling it up and I mean, coming down and making them leave permanently. Mm. Kind of strange. The court also heard the disturbing phone footage recorded on the night of the killings. Uh, Jeanette's mobile capturing the final hot tub confrontation where Christopher demanded they go. Candace, uh, Candace's phone recording or recorded the shooting and Andrew begging for his life. The court heard how Jeanette had asked her husband's adult nephew to hide the gun because she feared he would use it. Jeez. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to hide that. Just don't bring it. Just, just keep that with you. Christopher was sentenced to 58 years for the triple murders. It was 100 years for each murder with 45 suspended on each, all served concurrently. Good. And an extra three years for a firearm charge. The pastor, the pastor, now disowned by his church, never attempted to explain his motives that day, but his actions speak for themselves. So is he excommunicated? Or just disowned? Is there a difference? I don't know. I, I don't know either. Somebody tell us if there's a difference. Yep. I need to know. I could so, look it up, but I'm counting on you guys. Please tune in. <laughs> Chime in. Let us know. Let us know. Well, that was a... Thanksgiving dandy, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving! That was a doozy. That so that was a doozer. You're up. I am. Yeah, I have another Thanksgiving story. Let's hear it. Um, so I had to look this name up on howtopronounce.com. Um, it's Omima. Yeah, Omima. 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 Omima Nelson. O A O M A I M A. So, however you want to say it. I'm going to say Omima because that's Omimi? what. <laughs> Omimi? I'm going to say Omima because that's how, how to pronounce it. 
My sources are all that's interesting.com and ranker.com. Yeah. When 23 year old Omima Nelson killed her husband of just a few weeks. Yeah. On Thanksgiving day, 1991 in their Costa Mesa home in California, many suspected the young Egyptian born former model murdered William Nelson, who is more than 30 years her senior in cold blood. Oh yeah. These suspicions were reinforced when the police and the public learned about the brutal and disturbing acts the young woman had submitted her husband's body to after beating and stabbing him to death. However, Omima Nelson later claimed she killed her new husband in self-defense. I can see that. Stating their short marriage had been dominated by repeated sexual and physical assaults. When the case went to trial a year after the Costa Mesa murder, the, a jury had to decide if the former model was a battered and abused woman who had acted in self-defense, or if the horrific crimes of Omima Nelson were perpetrated by a cold and calculating husband killer who married and murdered William Nelson simply to get her hands on his money. Dun, dun, dun. That'd be a hard jury to be that, oh, <laughs> I do not envy them. According to her, on the morning of November 28th, 1991, William attempted to strangle her. Afraid for her life, she hit him with a lamp and then stabbed him with a pair of scissors, killing him. However, prosecutors claimed Omima didn't end her husband's life to protect her own. Instead, they said she used her sexuality to convince William to let her tie him to the bed, and once he was restrained, she bludgeoned her helpless husband with a lamp and viciously stabbed him with a pair of scissors, all with the intention of stealing his monies. Hmm. Did he have kids? Is that why uh, this um, went to trial, I wonder? I don't think so. After killing William, Nelson set about disposing of all 230 pounds of him. First, she cut his head, hands, and penis from his dead body and used a knife to remove the skin from her husband's torso and lower body. Then she... What? Yeah. What? It was all self-defense. Self-defense, I'm just going to cut his head off and... Obviously. Jesus. Then she fried his hands <clears throat> in cooking oil in an effort to destroy his fingerprints. Okay. And she boiled his decapitated head in water. Just to break it down. I mean, I feel like she was getting ready for Thanksgiving. You know? Uh, Boiled ham? Boiled ham. She later said it took her 12 hours to dissect her husband's dead body, and she was in a trance-like state throughout the dismemberment process. Uh, Sounds like self-defense to me. Just over a year after beating and stabbing William to death, her trial began on December 2nd, 1991. A psychiatrist who examined Omima after she was arrested for killing her husband testified that she admitted to cannibalizing William's dead body. Yeah. So she's ate some too. Yeah. Where's doc- she from? Egypt? Yes, Egypt. Yeah, it might have been like some kind of a... It's a delicacy. Egyptian, Egyptian <laughs> the doctor said Omima confessed to donning a red dress with matching shoes and lipstick and cooking her dead husband's ribs with barbecue sauce and consuming some of his flesh. (laughs) What? Yeah. Self-defense. All this work made me hungry. It did. (laughs) However, Yeah. yeah, at a parole hearing several years later, she denied ever engaging in cannibalism, making it impossible to know if she actually ate some of her dead husband's remains. 
After dismembering her husband's body and cooking some of his remains, Omima put pieces of William's corpse into the household trash, mixing them with a leftover Thanksgiving turkey to disguise the hunks of human flesh. Smart. Yeah. According to authorities, she also tried to get rid of her dead husband's body by forcing sections of his corpse down the garbage disposal. (laughs) What kind of bones is that rated for? Human or chicken? uh, Two options. Chicken or chicken. (laughs) Omima's neighbors later told officials they heard grinding sounds coming from the Nelson's apartment for 48 hours straight. When law enforcement learned of the killing, they found William's severed head in the freezer, trash bags containing his organs in his Corvette, his severed hands in the deep fryer, and other assorted parts in a suitcase. That's what I was going to say. Suitcases were it's Obviously. I mean, where else are you going to put them? So, side note, um, not necessarily a person, but I knew someone that had lived or heard this story about someone that lived in Chicago, and they were, you know, lived in a high-rise, they had a pet Great Dane that had passed away (gasps) while she was dog-sitting it, right? Oh, no. So she didn't know what to do, and she panicked, and she didn't know how to, like, dispose of it, so she put it in a suitcase. You call the vet! But she she put it in a suitcase to take it to the vet, right? Oh, my God. So she put it in the biggest suitcase she could find. She's rolling it down, right? This is someone else's dog that she's dog-sitting for that had just died. Oh, my God. And she gets out of her uh, high-rise... She gets mugged. They <gasps> steal her luggage, oh which is God. a dead Great Dane. <laughs> and she's just like, I, I couldn't fight him on it. And then all of a sudden, the, these people think they took off with this luggage, and all they had was a dead Great Dane. So she had to explain to the people that she couldn't take her dog, or oh their dog, my to gosh. get cremated or whatever, because someone stole it. Someone stole your dead dog. Yeah. Sorry to tell you. So it's probably really Holy nice luggage. Holy cow. Yeah. So continue on. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So back to William. No deep fryer. No deep fryer, luggage. for sure. Luggage is what you do. Hoy. When they weighed all of the human remains recovered from William's home and car, they discovered approximately 80 pounds were missing. And they concluded Omima had successfully gotten rid of more than a third of his body by using the garbage disposal. Yes. According to Omima, their marriage was anything but wedded bliss, and she endured repeated beatings and rapes perpetrated by her new husband during the course of their short-lived relationship. While prosecutors later argued she murdered her husband in cold and a, in a cold and calculating manner. Manner. Manure. 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 <laughs> the confessed killer said she killed William in self-defense. She claimed she had threatened to leave her new husband when she discovered he was physically and sexually abusive, which only made William subject her to even more brutal assaults. Jeez. Consequently, when he attacked her on Thanksgiving morning, Omima felt her only option was to defend herself from her new husband's explosive violence, and she used objects at hand to hurt and ultimately kill William. Dr. David J. Scheffner, a psychiatrist who examined Omima following her arrest, diagnosed the confessed killer as psychotic at the time she stabbed and beat her husband to death. Scheffner also stated that he had never seen a case so bizarre, so psychotic, in his two decades as a practicing psychiatrist. Yeah. This is a little, little fruit. In addition to diagnosing Omima as psychotic, Scheffner said he thought she had a number of mental disorders that had been caused by repeated physical and sexual abuse she had endured from the time she was a child in Egypt. After being arrested for killing William, Omima told her lawyer and psychiatrist that she was the victim of brutal physical and sexual abuse 
As a child in Egypt, in addition to being molested and beaten as a girl, she had been forced to have a female circumcision, leaving her with genital mutilation that made it painful for her to have sex. Yep. That's still a, a big thing in certain areas, Certain right? countries, yeah. yeah. It's, that's awful. Yeah, it's horrible. A psychiatrist who examined Omima testified at her trial that the severe abuse she suffered as a child could have caused the young woman to develop multiple mental disorders. No kidding. Yeah. And then if your now husband is being just as aggressive or potentially as problematic. Bringing up the PTSD uh triggers. Yeah. Fun. Thanks. And snapped. Yeah. On Thanksgiving Day in 1991, 23-year-old Omima R.E. Nelson stabbed and bludgeoned her husband, 56-year-old William E. Nelson, to death in their Costa Mesa, California apartment. They had only been married for three weeks, having met a month earlier in a California bar. Mm-hmm. Red flag. While William's killing shocked his family and the citizens of Orange County, the way in which Omima killed her husband of less than a month, as well as what she did with his corpse after his death, truly horrified and disturbed people both in Costa Mesa and around the world. You never know who's living next to you. <sighs> Neighbors. That's why I'm glad I don't have any. During her murder trial, prosecutors also charged her with assaulting her former boyfriend, Robert Hansen, with a gun in 1990. According to Hansen and the authorities, in November 1990, she tied Hansen up in his Huntington Beach home, tried to rob him at gunpoint, adding credence to the prosecution's theory that she had killed her husband to steal his money, not because he was trying to assault her. While the jury didn't convict Omima of false imprisonment and attempted robbery, she was found guilty of assaulting Hanson and killing William, receiving a total of 27 years to life for her crimes. 27 years? I feel like it should be a little bit more than that. Anyway, after killing her husband, Omima contacted two of her former boyfriends, asking them to help her get rid of William's remains. Hey. Sorry things didn't work out, but they didn't work out with him either. I'm not married anymore. What are you guys I'm not married doing? anymore. What are you guys doing later? Yeah. Tell you what, you guys help me get rid of this. I'll buy you a pizza. We'll figure something out. <laughs> I'll it's buy a you a pizza. Pizza and a case of beer. Yep. Up and move. We need to move some real estate. <laughs> According to one of her ex-boyfriends, Omima asked him to help her remove William's teeth from his severed head, Ugh. presumably to make it more difficult for authorities to ever identify her dead husband's body. Alarmed, her ex-boyfriend called the police to tell them about her shocking request. Officers arrested Nelson as she was driving her dead husband's red Corvette around Costa Mesa, and they discovered garbage bags filled with well, it, William's dismembered remains in the Jeez. vehicle. Get rid of it before you're going to drive Give around, girl. Come on. Ride. Jeez. <clears throat> when they visited the home the couple had shared during their short marriage, investigators found the walls, floors, and bed linens, linens were covered in blood, and they recovered more pieces of William's body. Consequently, Omima was arrested for suspicion of murder on December 2nd, 1991. William worked as a pilot when he met Omima in California in October 1991, but before that, he had been convicted of smuggling marijuana years earlier. Who didn't during the 80s, 70s, 80s? Early 90s. Mm -hmm. In fact, William was on parole for a 1984 drug smuggling conviction in Texas at the time of his death and he was still legally married to another woman when he wed Omima. In 1990, William's wife, Catherine, filed for divorce while he was serving his sentence in a federal prison in California, but they, the couple never actually terminated their marriage. 
In addition to his drug smuggling, officials claimed William had also used his job as a pilot to bring electronics into Mexico illegally. Mm-hmm. In 2006, Omima had her first parole hearing and told officials she had become a born-again Christian. <gasps> that never happens in jail. Well, and hopefully oh it gosh. wasn't like the pastor we had oh just my listened to. No, thank you. She said she felt remorse for killing her first husband. However, she was denied parole because the authorities felt she was unstable and a danger to others. I don't think. Weird. Five years later, then 43-year-old Nelson had another parole hearing in 2011, and William's then 35-year-old daughter Margaret read a statement about the devastating impact her father's killing had on her life and life of her newborn child. Once again, Omima was denied parole. So she is currently serving her sentence in a correctional facility in Cowchilla, California. Hmm. On January 12th, 1993, Omima was found guilty of second-degree murder for killing her husband of less than a month, and she was sentenced 20 to 27 years to life in prison. While serving her sentence, Omima got married for a second time to a man in his 70s, and the couple regularly had three-day conjugal visits. Ew. Get it, girl. Something for older men. <laughs> but he had money. I bet he did. During a 2011 parole hearing, the convicted murderer used her relationship with her second husband, who died before the parole hearing, as evidence that she was no longer a danger to others. According to Omima, when they had conjugal visits, they stayed in accommodations equipped with potentially dangerous items, like kitchen knives, and her elderly husband wasn't afraid she would stab him to death like her first husband. Because obviously that's going to make the court sway. I got it. Originally from Egypt, Nelson had worked as both a model and a nanny before moving to the United States in 1986. Five years after emigrating to America as a teenager, she met 56-year-old William in October 91, and the couple became husband and wife just days after meeting for the first time. They celebrated their whirlwind romance with a honeymoon trip to Arkansas. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Arkansas, but he flew her there. And Texas. Oh, hey. And Texas. Mm -hmm. Before she moved into her new husband's California home, the apartment in which she murdered William just weeks later. Jeez. Omima Nelson isn't eligible for parole again until 2026. Yeah. Well, that's, uh... I hope that wet your guys' appetite for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Nice tits, bitch. Gobble, gobble, motherfuckers. Gobble, gobble. I like it. Except Oof. I don't. That was really I gross. Don't, yeah, that was, that was something. Yeah. <sighs> so enjoy your Thanksgiving, but just remember, you can only put... Don't enjoy six, it that much. Just, you can, you can <laughs> only put small bones down your <laughs> down your sink. Garbage disposals are rated for chicken bones. I've never had a garbage disposal. I don't know how Chicken that bones. Works. That's it. <laughs> Not human remains. Remember that. Remember that. Well, that is my story. And you heard mine here first. <laughs> so it was a little uh, disgusting. Oh, so, yep. <laughs> so, so happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving that isn't full of Death. gunshots and boiling heads. Murder. You know, the usual. Or uh, fried hands. <laughs> fried hands. I mean, hands. chicken fingers, <laughs> sure, but not human fingers. Fried, fried turkey fried, would be great. Yeah. Not fried hands yeah deep fried or baked however you prefer your turkey let us know you know if yeah you have any in particular let's no, know I'm, your favorite part of thanksgiving no, I like an is it the food is it the people 
Is, is it the, the football? football? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is it the grapefruit pie? Grapefruit pie. We'll let you know. I'm excited to try that now. I'm excited to try that too. I've never, so, well, I can't say I've never had a pie I haven't liked, but yeah. I still like pie more than most cakes. I like frosting. I'm not going to lie. Depends on the frosting. I'm, I'm disgusting. I like frosting. Yeah, but you can put Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip on your pie. I like cream cheese frosting the best. I like that too. So carrot yeah. cake, boom. There carrot cake, done. Uh-huh. Any kind of spice cake, bam. <laughs> there we go. So if you have any stories for us, your own personal stories, any stories you want us to cover, our Gmail is champagneandmurderplease at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at champagneandmurderplease. Please. <laughs> and if you like Champagne and Murder, please. Feel free to give us some good reviews. And stars. And our star, or stars. We yeah. like stars. Stars yeah. are pretty. Five. Five is good. Five or more? Five's a good one. There's five, right? You can start with five. Yeah. I like it. Go from there. Yeah. yeah. And as always, remember, don't take candy from strangers. Oh, and also, don't steal turkey from your neighbors. Bye. Toodaloo.